Welcome to the Parent Ed Podcast by Focus on the Family Singapore. Family life can be crazy and chaotic. So join us as we figure it out together. Hello and welcome to the Parent Ed Podcast. My name is EJ and I'm your host for this episode. In each episode of the Parent Ed Podcast, we'll be tackling questions that parents are asking about family life, parenting, marriage, work life, and more. We'll be speaking with everyday parents and practitioners as they share with us their experience and practical ideas. We hope that you will keep tuning in to learn with us and to grow personally in your journey as parents. And so, a couple of weeks ago, we talked about the topic of becoming dad and becoming mom. Our guest, Aaron, and his wife shared about their long-awaited journey to pregnancy and parenthood. Today, as part of our Father's Day campaign, we are talking about embracing dadhood, the call of daddy. As the saying goes, any man can be a father, but it takes a real man to be a dad. So with me today is Isaac Tan, and uh, he has a side project, or, I, or rather I call it a passion project, called Call Me Papa Podcast. So we want to warmly welcome Isaac to our Paranet Podcast today, and Welcome, Isaac. Would you like to tell us a little bit more about yourself? Thanks for the, the warm welcome. My name is Isaac. I am the current creative director at ASGAT, which is a Singaporean humor-based content publisher. I am married to one wife. Uh, her name is Irene for five years, and I'm the father of one daughter, Julia, who is a year and eight months. And soon, we will welcome another daughter of ours uh, in August this year. Congratulations, Isaac. So excited for you. Thank you. And uh, together with your wife, yes. and of course, your daughter, of uh, the upcoming of another one, all right, another daughter. Maybe you could share with us a little bit more to start off our podcast sure. today. How does it feel being a dad? Nothing short of, uh, I think, uh, a mixture of really amazing moments and I think really tough moments. It's one of those things in life where until and unless you go through it, you really don't know what to expect. You know, so I, I feel like being a father so far has been a real joy. It's been really welcoming and I think it's a moment where I thoroughly enjoy just seeing my daughter grow up mm. and uh, realizing that anything wrong is my fault. <laughs> you know, so when we talk about embracing dadhood, it really looks and appears differently for everyone. You yeah. know, some of us might feel a little bit more ready while others may feel like we are less ready. Sure. And it's also possible to really seek to grow as a dad it's kind of awkwardly scraping through, you know, because we've never sort of embraced fatherhood fully. You know, so maybe you could share with us in your journey thus far as a, as a young dad, what are some common struggles uh, you've encountered personally for yourself? You know, and how can friends, uh, you know, fellow dads, you know, journey together, navigate together to help each other? I mean, I think one of the, the key things you immediately realize, and, and this is something I kind of like talked about before on my podcast, where the moment the baby cries, right, everything changes. You know? So it's not like a case of like, uh, you have time to warm up into it. And, and I feel it's that portion of hearing that first cry where you immediately sink into a whole new routine where you have to face different changes. And I think whether it's feeding the baby, changing the baby, learning to kind of to put aside time to really spend with uh, both wife and child. I think sometimes uh, it does feel like you've lost all freedom, <laughs> right? But I think that's kind of been a struggle uh, that I faced right at the beginning because of also fatigue. La. You know, you're, you're really trying to fight the whole idea of like how tired you are all the time. But past, I think, 
the first few moments, that's where you, you kind of clear up and you go, you know, this is really an amazing moment. There's no moment like this that I think really can be truly described in words when you hold a newborn child. Uh, and you realize that now you are a father, now you are a parent. And again, I, I really can't find the words to properly describe this feeling. Just have a child and you know. But I think the, that moment of holding Julia, my firstborn, I think in the hospital room, um, was really sh nothing short of magical. I guess when people think about struggles as a parent, one of the things that I also think a lot about is, is not just being a father, but being a husband. I think one of the things I had to really remind myself uh, at the start of this journey was I needed to remind myself that, that my wife isn't just a mother, she's my wife. Hmm. And at first and foremost, when we got wedded, I said a vow to her and no, I, I didn't say a vow to my child. And I think that was something that was really quite a stark reminder every now and then when uh, we would have conversations about the kid and we'll just try and figure out what's the best way forward. But sometimes we needed to take a step back and really think about us together as a couple, us together as husband and wife, without forgetting that bond that we have while navigating, I think, being parents together. Wow, thanks Isaac for sharing. You know, as I hear you, and I'm sure all our podcast listeners, fellow dads as they're tuning in, can really identify about the part where you shared about learning to understand the, the cues that are coming from a little baby, the tiredness part, I, I think all of us can really <laughs> attest to it. And I thought one brilliant point that you mentioned was not forgetting our role, as we take on this new role as a dad, but not forgetting our role as a husband yeah. as well to better support our wives too, right? Yeah. The other question that I wanted to ask you is, you know, when we become dads, first time dads, we had no reference point. I mean, mm -hmm. honestly, you can attend all the best classes in the world, but then when the baby comes, you're like, you're totally yeah. lost, right? You know, so I want to ask you, how do you grow for yourself as a dad? Specifically, did you take a lot of cues, reference from your own father uh, in his journey of bringing you up as well? Yeah, I think my dad, first and foremost, is amazing. Uh, and I think I won't take for granted how much he's done for me in my life. At the same time, I think I must be honest and say that I, I think I only realized how good a dad he was later in my life. So I don't think I, I realized that when I was young. Mm -hmm. I think when I was young, I was rebellious. I always felt like, oh, you don't love me. And that's another story altogether. But I think my dad was a good reference point for me to understand, first of all, how he loved my mom. Uh, how he navigated that relationship uh, taught me how I ought to love my wife. I think in terms of parenting, he really instilled quite a bit of discipline because he had three boys, and rightly so, I think. Me being the middle child was supposedly the less problematic one, but I think I, I gave him different problems, like, you know, not the same. But I think one of the things I learned through my interactions with my dad was, was really the idea of trust and, and learning to trust. Uh, and he really spent a lot of time individually with each of us and saw each of us differently. That was something that I think I only appreciated much later in my life. Because when you're younger and you look at that, you kind of feel like, oh, there's favoritism, right? There's a difference in treatment. But I think that was where I started to appreciate the difference in treatment was really because we were all very different. That kind of imparted in my parenting style and the way I view parenting because I'm looking at Julia and I'm looking at her as her own. And I think I'm also conscious to realize that my next child may not be like Julia. So I think that was really the biggest learning point uh, through my interactions with my dad. And also just him spending time with us. I think that's something that I'm learning to try and do, to be able to even spend time with my daughter, even though she's a year and eight months, right? Mm -hmm. To chill out with her, read books with her, and have one-to-one -one time with her, just so that we have a bond that we're creating. And I think that would also hopefully be something that I can take on to my second child. It really sounds, and I'm very sure that your dad was a very inspirational model 
uh, role model for you in the growing up years, you yeah. know, despite the challenges, your so-called rebellious teenage years, yeah. you know, but now becoming a dad yourself, you know, you do reference to him a lot. And for you sure. mentioned time and again about how, you know, he spends so much time, you know, investing time for each of his children. Mm -hmm. And now you are devoting that time uh, for your own daughter as well. And then with the coming one next, you have already predetermined that you would like to spend, if not as much time with her in that journey for sure. uh, as well. The truth of the matter is that in this journey as dads, as we grow up, not all of us have that role model father figure in our lives yeah. uh, to look up to. And many times we look out to our fellow peers, our communities, yeah. our own group of friends that were probably a few steps in front of us in mm -hmm. that parenthood journey. Maybe share with us a little bit about how has uh, the community of friends been a support for you in this parenthood journey? So I think one of the things to share is that my wife and I are actually one of the first few couples within our friend groups that uh, had a child. We got married fairly early as compared to everyone else. And I think what we struggled with at the start was really not having enough peers who were parents. Mm. I guess this is human nature, right? Like even though you're taking advice from my own parents and having them tell me things, sometimes you prefer listening to your friends. <laughs> I think this is truth that we, yes. we've all experienced growing up. But I think for us, because we didn't have that reference point as a couple, we looked to slightly older couples that we knew, even though they, they weren't really thoroughly going through the same stage that we were, but they had gone two steps ahead of us. And I think from there, we also learned to kind of listen to advice. But I think the most important thing was to decide together what we felt was important as a couple, right? To decipher and determine what we felt was a good value system or a good consideration to implement in our parenting. But I do really, really agree that having peers is, is an important thing. Lah. You know, it, it really shapes the way that you work out your parenting. It's always good to have a, a shoulder to cry on or someone you, know, you could rely on as well. But that's it. I think the honest truth, being a dad myself, is I, I don't necessarily think dads talk to dads a lot. <laughs> And that kind of is the, the main, I think, struggle. I have a big team of creatives and this year we have a record number of babies coming along the way. Mm -hmm. So prior to me joining the company, uh, it was only me and maybe two other people. Uh, this year we have about seven babies coming. Wow. You know, and I think that is kind of where I found uh, them coming to me. I mean, the, the other parents who are soon to be parents who have you know, spoken to me about certain things or asked about certain procedures that they weren't familiar with. And, and I see that interaction to be quite fruitful. I see that interaction to be quite good. At the same time, I think a lot of it also comes from us taking the initiative as parents to reach out to those who are about to be parents. Mm -hmm. Because I think they won't naturally know who to turn to or what to ask because mm -hmm. they don't know what to expect. Yeah. yeah, so I think that, that's kind of been our experience so far, being one of the first few amongst our friend group to, to be parents. Uh, now, as we have more and more friends being parents, uh, we actively reach out to them and go, hey, how are you doing? What are some things that you know we can think about you for and actually consider and any kind of help that we can render and hopefully not unsolicited advice, like, you know, because I think that's the part where we all don't thoroughly appreciate. But so we're, we're quite careful, I think, especially myself. I, I'm quite careful to do not appear as though like I have all the answers because I don't. You know, and, and everything that I share really stems from my own journey, my own experience, which I would think would be fairly different for every parent. That's such a big encouragement to hear that your own journey, you're reaching out to someone who is a few steps ahead of you and you reached out to seek help, you know, practical help and sometimes emotional mm. uh, support 
as well. You know, and, and right now you're in that journey where you and your wife, you are lending support to some of your colleagues, some of the friends mm. that you are. They are beginning that, that own journey of parenthood yeah. themselves too. But I want to just, just zoom in a little bit on a sure. point that you mentioned earlier about where you said that the truth being that most of the time, dads, each other we don't really share yeah. a lot and we don't uh, maybe emotionally yeah. as well but having gone through fatherhood mm -hmm. you know and having mentors in your life that you could reach out to how important do you feel like it is for dads to have another dad you know to connect with to lend support to talk and maybe on that note would there be an encouragement you want to give to our listeners or podcast who are dads themselves you know why this is so important too yeah, I think it's super important. I mean, honestly speaking, like one of the things I live by as an individual is you don't know what you don't know. And it sounds philosophical, but it's really quite simple. You really don't know anything that you don't know. Right? You don't know what to expect. You don't know what's going to hit you. And I think part and parcel of this journey, finding someone who you can count on, even if it's not about like weekly, like having chats and all that, but knowing that you have a helpline, knowing you have someone that you can immediately reach out to, I feel is quite important. Mm. At the same time, I do kind of generally feel through my own experience that it is the onus of already parents to help those who are soon to be parents. Mm -hmm. Because it's not, again, going back to the logic of I don't know what I don't know. As a soon-to-be parent, you don't know what to ask. You don't know what to, you know, you should know. You don't know what you need to find out about. So I do think that, that part and parcel of really growing potentially this community of, of dads helping dads needs to stem from someone who's already walked two feet ahead, mm -hmm. turning around and going, hey, you guys are all right? Like, can I help you? What is it that you might want to ask about? It's very interesting. I think through my interactions, even with my own colleagues and my staff members, it is only when I ask questions that they realize, oh, I didn't know that. Oh, I didn't know that I needed to prepare for this. Or I didn't know, you know what I need to put into the bag. <laughs> you know, I mean, the hospital kind of gives you a list, right? But they don't tell you everything to expect, you know? So I think this is where my encouragement to already dads, uh, already parents is, you know, look around there, there might be someone who really needs help, but just doesn't know how to ask for help. Yeah, that's super important, you know, just looking out because as sometimes as young fathers, a lot of times we are just looking at our own current situation. We're yeah. just looking into the challenges, you know, wow, you know, the struggles mm -hmm. and, and all that, that we forgot that. There are actually people who are around who are ready to want to support and we just need to reach out and, and stretch our hands, you know. Sure. And, and on the other side as well, you know, there are really mentors, you know, uh, parents who could lend, be more, to, to take the initiative mm. to reach out and to help other young parents and especially for dads uh, as well, to yeah. open up and to share and to relate. So I really appreciate, Isaac, your, your sharing because it really gives us a lot of good uh, perspective mm. you know I specifically like what you mentioned about role modeling learning from our own parents and if we come from an environment where we are not we do not have our own dads as role models mm. you know but there are people in the community your own sphere your own social circle that you can uh, look to yeah all right so I think the, the next part of this conversation we want to move more into how we can continue to embrace dadhood and grow as a father all right, so maybe you could share with us, uh, having been on this journey, coming close to two years mm. with your daughter, what are some uh, things that you have learned or you've embraced that you found really helpful the home front as a dad? I think the key thing that I found to be super helpful is really establishing and understanding what it means to plan a routine. And I say this coming from a, a standpoint where I think I never appreciated routines. 
or my idea of a routine was very rudimentary. The whole idea, you just wake up, you know, you do some chores and then that's it. Lah. You know, this is my routine for the weekend. I have dinner with my parents, that's my routine. But I started to realize the, the power of really planning time. And my calendar, I mean, I use Google Calendar, for example, and I plan everything to the T, down to when I need to leave to pick my daughter up from after school, down to when I'm going to put in an exercise or workout. And down to sometimes when I'm going to game, you know, because I still like gaming. But I think part and parcel of that is I learned that after you've allocated a lot of time, you realize how much more time you have. Contrary to popular belief, right, where most people, and I think this is uh, quite common, where you look at your Google Calendar and it's perfectly empty. Uh, and you only have your meeting blocks, right? When someone goes, hey, uh, can I get you for two minutes for this? And then someone puts in a, a meeting invite and then the rest of your day is empty. And I found that I want to take the guesswork out of things. I want to kind of take the guesswork out of things because number one is that you're just tired all the time. Mm. So I don't want a, a, an instance where I sit down and I try and figure out like, what am I supposed to do now? Which happens more often than not, right? I, I end up having to go like, oh, am I supposed to like write a script now? Am I supposed to look at an edit now? And I think part and parcel of taking out the guesswork also enables me the confidence of knowing like, actually I have like maybe two more hours today to, to do something else that I can do. Or for the matter of fact, like when I put my daughter, cause you know, thankfully again, thanks to infant care, everything's clockwork, right? At 8.30, after all her routines are done, she's off to bed. By nine o'clock, she's snoozing. By 9 p.m., I'm free. I'm a free man, right? And, and, and I have the capacity of doing uh, just about anything I want. But even then, I don't leave it to chance. So I try and go, okay, say Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I'm going to do a workout. Tuesday, Thursday, I'm going to I'm, say I'm going to game. I'm going to record a podcast. And I found that to be very liberating. So I think that's kind of like my, my number one uh, pro tip. And that was something that I really appreciated learning and, and realizing early into to my time of being a dad. Uh, because I was just trying to navigate the, the uncertainty of everything. But I found that when you could make something certain, then you would be a lot more certain about everything else. Wow, you know, that's, I think that's really a nugget of wisdom for all of us, uh, whether you're a dad or you're a parent, uh, tuning in, you know, to be reminded, well, the, the power, you know, of having a, a, a routine, you know, yeah, something like yeah. a, a scheduling in and being intentional to schedule in, whether is it pockets of time where you have to spend time with family, pockets of time, like you mentioned, for uh, self-care, you yeah. know, taking take care of yourself through workouts or your own free time for gaming as well, you know. And I just really am so amazed that this parenthood journey has totally changed you from someone who was so spontaneous and carefree, rolling it with, it with life, you know. But right now, you are just so, can I use the word structured? Yeah. You know, like yeah. you have a Google calendar down to the segments of the day, For sure, what yeah. you actually do. And that has actually benefited you. And I'm sure as it benefits you, it also benefits your wife mm -hmm. and your whole family life as well. You know, and I think that that's really something that all of us can take back about. How about if I were to move on a little bit more, going beyond the routines, you yeah. know, and, and you mentioned earlier about you're, not, you're more than just a dad right now, but you're also, and you still are a husband to your wife. Mm -hmm. How has the communication front been on that spectrum between you and your wife? How are things you know, now that you have more responsibility yeah. to carry, you know, has there been anything that you've learned about communication between you and your wife on that? Yeah, I think one of the key things I took away about communication is it's better to over-communicate than to under-communicate. <laughs> because I think, especially when you're fighting like tiredness, there's little to no room of trying to navigate around, uh, you know, what are you trying to do now? When are you going to do the laundry? And I think down to the, the simplest things of like, 
who's going to wash the dishes? Who's going to put the baby into the bath? Like, it becomes uh, a situation that can very quickly ball up into a disagreement, right? Yeah. So I think one of the things that we, we talked about quite a fair bit was really, we just need to kind of over-communicate our intention. And I think whenever we don't, that's where there are slip-ups. But at the same time, we also found that it is important to try and set time to talk to one another. Because I think in the busyness of life, when we are out and about just doing stuff, we don't spend a lot of time thinking about someone else. Because everything is functional. Everything is just objective-led, right? Pick up the baby, feed the baby, change the baby, shower the baby, baby sleeps. And then everything else kind of like, you know, hopefully it's kind of like works out, right? <laughs> yeah. So I think one of the things that we've set out to do is to try and also speak to one another, um, you know, before bed. Just to kind of talk about our day, talk about things that we've kind of gone through and some of the challenges that we face as individuals and, and things that we, you know, have to maybe decide together. I think especially now when we have uh, number two on the way, we really have to kind of reset and go back to all the conversations about, okay, so where's the baby going to sleep? You know, do we need a cot? Like, what, do we, what else do we need to buy? What do we need to prepare for? And I think that's kind of part and parcel of making sure that we are super intentional about talking to one another. I think one additional thing I would say is like, apologize. I know this sounds weird, but like, that's where I feel, again, most of the general slip-ups happen, right? When we assume something about each other or we assume our intention about something, but we're not quick enough to even apologize for something that might have happened. I think one of the things we try not to do is to not allow things to brew too long because we know that it, it really causes a rift between the both of us. So I'm quite appreciative that my wife uh, enjoys to, you know, just talk to me and, and share things with me. I think that's something that I appreciate because I'm quite a reclusive person myself. So given the chance, I would, I would rather just not talk. I'd rather just, you know, tune out, just focus on one thing and, and do one thing and not do anything else. But I think she has really been someone who has been a great pillar of support to, to nudge me into like, say, hey, can I talk to you about something? Or, hey, can we discuss something? And I think that has helped me also to loosen up. So I, I don't think it's just a one-way street, right? I think it's something that both of us uh, had to work on together uh, and navigate together. But again, routine, super important because if you know when your baby is going to sleep, you can spend all the time, you know, really planning with each other. Um, and, and talking to one another. But yeah, so I, I totally advocate like trying to have your kids sleep as early as you can just so you can have some time together. Wow, you know, that's again another powerful reminder. We, we talk a lot about it, yeah. uh, about communication. But I think what I'm hearing from Isaac here today in this podcast is about being intentional yeah. to schedule time and being intentional to communicate something that is weighing down on your heart and all just how you're feeling and maybe sometimes there are practical things that we need to iron out and talk together so that takes intentionality yeah. to, to communicate as well and I think having uh, come back to the first point about having a routine having that schedule it really uh, helps each other mm -hmm. all right so of course when it's time to communicate we have to really open up yeah. uh, and to, to talk with each other as well one more question that i'd like to ask you is you know you're, you're a busy man i mean we are all busy men and parents mm -hmm. all right uh, so many things to juggle we got to juggle the kids at home the kids at school we got to juggle our own work mm -hmm. you know we come home and we got chores that yeah. we have to handle in your journey growing as a father when you transit into fatherhood did you have to manage like expectations on any kind of fronts i guess one of the things we had to really manage our expectations on was i mean to your point about cleaning for example right uh, i mean just kind of having to recognize that yeah, your laundry will take a lot longer. Your floors might be dirtier for a while. But I think those were really kind of very minute expectations that we had to manage. I think 
on the larger scope of expectations was really what we expect of each other. Again, my wife and I grew up in fairly different homes, right? Mm. So our idea of a parent is very different. And I think one of the things I took away was I, I can't assume to know what kind of a father she might expect me to be mm. uh, and vice versa, what kind of a mother I would have expected her to be. So a lot of this really came in... Uh, I wouldn't say prior. I think to be very honest, I don't think we really sat down and said, okay, so you're going to be good cop, I'm going to be bad cop, right? I don't think that was, there was ever a meeting that we ever had that, that, that sorted those things out. But I think as we, as we kind of like navigated parenthood together, we took time again through the communication to align like what is it that we maybe favoured more in terms of a way of, of parenting or what we didn't like about uh, a certain method or a certain uh, logic. And so... I think that's kind of the managing of expectations because you will also have a lot of friends with a lot of opinions. Mm. You also have a lot of parents with a lot of opinions. And I think trying to work that through together as a unit, as husband and wife, that cannot be understated, right? And I think for me and, and my wife Irene, again, thankfully we've spent a lot of time just working through what we like and what we don't like. And even seeing maybe some other parents in action and we're trying to figure out, is that what we want our daughter to do? Or is that how we want to be able to, to administer or, or teach uh, our daughter? And and I think then we have conversations around, okay, so if that's not what we want or if that's what we want, then what else are we going to do? I think managing expectations really on a parenting front really starts with not assuming to know that we know how to be parents <laughs> because we don't, you know, yeah. and not assuming to know that uh, another style of parenting is what we want to adopt. Again, because I think everyone has a different uh, way of doing things. Uh, I don't necessarily think that there is an absolute right or wrong, but everything has a consequence, right? So deciding on, on how you want to, for example, meet up discipline uh, would change uh, the dynamic. And it's kind of that, I think that situation, and again, what's really interesting from my perspective is that your child is, I mean, everything to a child is new. I think that's something that many people don't realise. Many people assume that, oh, so this was my childhood, so this is going to be how you will grow up. But everything that a child goes through is brand new. And I mean, now that my child is a year and eight months, I see mimicry happening all the time, mm. right? When I, for example, let's say I have a certain body gesture that I might do when I'm upset, right? I, I see that manifested and I go, oh, I don't know whether that's what I want, <laughs> right? And again, it just amplifies because you start to see a mirror image of you. And I think that's where, again, we have to over-communicate and really talk about, you know, is this what we want? Is this, is this the kind of parenting that we think is right for our child? Uh, where do we make tweaks? Where do we alter? How do we speak to my daughter? I think those are things that I really help with us thinking about those expectations, again, that we have of one another. Wow. You know, really, as we talk about this big term called expectations, mm. you know, there's so many different expectations around us. Our personal expectations, expectations regarding our work, expectations with each other, husband and wife. Sometimes our kids have expectations on us and we have expectations on kids as well. And you rightfully brought up even friends and our extended families have expectations on us, yeah. like how we should or should not behave as parents as well. But I, I really love what Isaac, you mentioned about at the end of the day, it's about, uh, it's tied in with communication. Yeah. You know, husband and wife, uh, you are the parents to your children and you got to have that intentional conversation with each other to decide what you want to see in your growing child, yeah. to decide even down to the wire, what chores and who is, is it to be done and all this. So the over-communication part, I really love it, you know, that uh, and don't avoid communication. That's yeah. really important. So to all our listeners listening to our podcast, Isaac has mentioned a lot about communication, has mentioned a lot about routines and he specifically highlighted, you know, that setting a good routine and a great routine is important, has benefited 
his family life has benefited his kids uh, as well you know and so it's important you know that we need to set this uh, routine in place so that overall everyone in the family gets to enjoy family uh, time together without being sort of like bogged down even by yeah. uh, all the spontaneous things that come along our way. So there you have it. I mean, I'm really glad to have this conversation with Isaac today over our podcast on tips on embracing deadhood. So to all our podcast listeners, to everyone who are tuning in this year, our Father's Day campaign is running from 10th to 20th of June. And we hope to encourage dads to answer the call of daddy, fatherhood ops to be intentional and playful in the small everyday moments with their children and challenge them to look out for and support other dads. To follow along with us on our Father's Day campaign, you may head over to our website, www.family.org.sg slash daddy. You can check out the many heartfelt, funny and inspiring stories by fellow dads and e-resources to appreciate dads as well. And we just want to say to all the fathers out there, you are not alone. As we end today's podcast, I would like to give the precious last words to Isaac. You know, if you have any encouragement or insights that you'd like to uh, share with all our podcast listeners on how to answer the call to be a dad. I think the real understanding of it is being a dad isn't easy. We all need to kind of come to a, a consensus, but it doesn't need to be lonely either. I think it is an opportunity to really reach out to those who uh, have again gone one or two steps ahead of us to seek clarity and help. But at the same time, I think all of us just really sometimes need to cut ourselves some slack, you know, every now and then, especially when it comes to realizing that we're all still learning. We're all still a work in progress. And sometimes I think a little structure can help go a long way to helping us manage our expectations and even those around us. So I think to all the dads out there, kudos to you. I think keep going at it. I think keep doing your best as a father. At the same time, you know, reach out. You know, if you ever have anything that you want to ask, look for someone who has gone a step or two ahead of you and don't be afraid to ask any questions. Thank you so much, Isaac. I'm so encouraged just hearing from you. The encouragement shout out for all of us, to our listeners, you know, that being a dad is really not easy it's a tough job mm -hmm. but i think just being the fact that we show up every day you know that makes a whole lot of difference for our children for our wives as well you know and don't be afraid to reach out and seek support seek help right because there are people there are friends there are family members around who are readily willing to support if we dare to open up and reach out so thank you again Isaac, you know, I really appreciate your sharing and definitely this heartfelt sharing to our listeners and to all of us tuning in. If you have any questions as a parent that you would like us to help you with, do write in to us at parentatfamily.org.sg or you can follow us on Facebook at focusonthefamily.sg and Instagram at thrivingfamilysg. With that, until next time, happy Father's Day to all the dads out there and have a great week with your family. Mm -hmm.